okay, you need that much weight. <laughs> I need to put my entire body on that thing. Uh, what's up, guys? I'm so excited to be here. We have a little family style, a little little meet and greet. This is awesome. This is awesome. How are you guys doing? Yeah? Did anyone have like a, a really good week? Anybody, any stories from the week that were awesome? And James said, um, my name is Aaron. Um, I'm the middle school director here. And I'm so excited to be here with you guys this morning. Um, we're starting a new series. It's called uh, Stay, um, as you can see, and it's, um, it's based out of uh, a verse in Hebrews, um, and we're going through different things because it's true what James said, oftentimes when things get hard, we don't want to stay where we're at, right? Um, oftentimes if our, if our home situation gets hard, it's a little hard to want to stay at home. Right or if school gets hard, it's hard to want to stay at school, and and that's also um, a lot like faith. Sometimes, when we when we pray, sometimes we feel like God has anyone ever prayed and it felt like God wasn't listening, or has anyone ever prayed and and maybe it felt like you prayed for something and it didn't come through or it didn't happen, right? And it it can be really discouraging. It can be really disappointing when stuff like that happens. And um, the entire kind of um, I guess backstory to this series is that we want to encourage um, a, a new generation of believers, and that's you guys. You guys are uh, the, the next generation coming up to be filled with the Spirit of God. We want to encourage you guys, when things get tough, to stay planted, right? And, and the thing that, that I've seen is that you never see a tree in winter cut out its roots and try and go somewhere else. Right? A tree, when winter comes through every single season, whether it's summer, spring, winter, fall, a, a tree stays planted, right? It has no opportunity to cut off its root and try and run away, try and go to a better thing. Oh, I wish I you know, could go to summer again, or I wish fall was back. You know, I, I can't go back to spring. I can't go back to summer. I have to endure this winter. And sometimes, if, if that tree didn't go through winter, it would never see spring. Right? It would never actually see the growth. It would never actually see the fruit on it. And, and sometimes instead of when things get hard we, and we want to run, God encourages us to stay planted. He encourages us to stay faithful in his presence, to stay faithful in continuing to pray even when we don't see him. How many of you guys, it's kind of hard like to pray to a God who's invisible. I don't know how his voice sounds. Some people say that he speaks back to us and it's kind of, it can be kind of weird sometimes because we're praying to this invisible God. But I want to let you know that if you continue to stay faithful in prayer, that if you continue to stay faithful talking to Jesus, that you will see him come through in your life. That he will make that invisible, he will make it visible in your life. He will show up and show you his glory. He will show up and show you his character. He will show up and show you his love for you. He's, and it's based out of this verse in Hebrews. It's Hebrews 11.1, 1, and Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. If we can get it up there, I think I got it for you. It says this, now faith is the confidence. Oh, can you go? Okay, there it is. <laughs> Faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Let's read that again. It can get kind of confusing. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for. What is confidence? Does anyone have a Sorry to put you on the spot, dude. <laughs> Does anyone have an answer for what confidence is? No one? No one? No one? No one? Isaiah, do you have an answer for what confidence is? 
extra sure, okay? Confident, yeah, it, it's, it's assurance, right? It's, it's in your heart. You have this internal, without a doubt, this is going to happen, right? It is that phrase within you, like without, it means, that verse means that whatever's inside of you that you've hoped for, I hope this is going to happen. I hope God's going to do this in my life. I hope he's going to change my family situation. I hope he's going to actually speak to me when I pray to him. I hope that he's going to heal my body. I hope that he's going to heal my grandma. I hope that he's going to bring my dad back to the Lord. Whatever it is, whatever you hope for, it is the assurance in your heart saying, without a doubt, God, I believe believe that you are going to come through. I believe that you see what we hope for. It's the assurance about what we do not see, right? And, and that's what I was talking about. Sometimes it's hard to continue believing in God when we don't see the answer right away, right? When we don't see our prayer answered right away, right? When we don't hear his voice right away. And I, I mean, sometimes I've even prayed and it seemed like things got harder, I don't know if you guys have ever prayed something and it was like, really, God, are you serious? Like, I'm praying to you, I'm crying out to you, and things are just getting harder on me right now. Because sometimes when it rains, it pours, you know. Everything comes and then everything kind of spirals and there's all this wrong going on, right? But it's, that's what this staying mentality is, that we need to get it in our hearts that, and, and cry out to God and say, Jesus, no matter what, I'm going to maintain assurance and confidence that you're going to come through for me. Right? And that's what keeps us faithful in prayer. This morning, I want to talk about staying in prayer. Staying in prayer, okay? And, and prayer is something that we talk about a lot um, as a church. And it's one of like the almost like Christianity 101, right? It's like you got your Bible reading and you got your prayer. It's like those are some of the first things you hear when you become a Christian. It's like, well, we pray to God and we read our Bibles, right? But also, it's one of the most overlooked things, I think, right? It, we, because it's so basic, because it's just like, well, yeah, we pray before dinner, and that's kind of like what we do as Christians. We pray. Sometimes the power level thing, it's like, no, I've moved on from prayer. I don't really talk to God. I have a relationship with God now, so now I just don't actually pray anymore. But what you're really missing out on is so much in prayer, prayer that brings power, prayer, prayer that brings a relationship with God, prayer that brings breakthrough in your life. And you could be missing out on a bunch of stuff that God has for you if we stay faithful in prayer. Okay, so we're going to go through this passage um, that God gave me for this morning. It's in Luke 11, verses 5 through 13. If you guys have your phones, or your... and this is Jesus teaching his disciples. It says this, then... Teaching them more about prayer. Okay, so this is Jesus teaching the disciples um, about prayer. It says, then teaching them about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight, wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to your friend, next verse, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. Suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. Not really a good friend. <laughs> Don't bother me. The door is locked for the night, and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. Next verse. And so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will Receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. 
For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Your father, you fathers, if your children ask for you a fish, ask from you a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask them? So let's pray together before we get into this scripture. Jesus, you're always bringing us back to the basics, God. The gospel really is that simple. We just want to talk to you. We want to talk to each other this morning, God. I just ask that you'll give us revelation about prayer, about how we can stay faithful in prayer. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So let's go back to verse 5. I kind of want to talk about, like, the whole situation in this. If we can go back to verse 5, it says this. Then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight. Okay, think about this, guys. Going to a friend's house at midnight. What does midnight kind of represent? Right? It, it's, it's dark outside. And, and also midnight represents to me a, a time when I'm really tired usually. Right? And, and it got me thinking as I was reading this scripture that, that sometimes hard times come at the worst times, right? We were, we were just talking about it. It's like sometimes when it, when it rains, it pours, right? It seems like this is the worst time that this could happen. I can't believe this is happening right now. I just got through this other thing that I was struggling with, and now I got a new thing to struggle with. And it seems like first thing that this passage is showing us that even in our darkest seasons at that midnight experience, right? Even at those times when we feel most tired, right? At, at those midnight that we can come to the Lord in prayer. Right? At midnight, wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. What was this friend also needing? He was needing food. Right? He had a need, he, he had something, he had a need for something to satisfy him. And so what that shows me is that not only in our darkest seasons where we're worn out can we come to God, but in those seasons when we are hungry for something more. Right? In those seasons when it's like, oh my gosh, I just need bread to eat, in those seasons where, where we feel that lack. Right In those seasons where we feel that, that sadness and God wants to fill it with our joy, when we feel that anxiety and he wants to fill it with our peace, we can come to God in those seasons. Right, And so my first point is this, we have to talk to God like a best friend. little secret of this passage, God is not the friend in the passage. He's not the friend, because if we go back to the passage, I think it's in... Um, Verse 7, verse 7, if we can go to verse 7, and this is the friend calling out. So imagine you have a best friend, right? Think about your best friend. <laughs> you look right over. That's awesome. Think about your best friend and you having a time of need. You saying, like, I'm in a dark season. I need your help. I'm, I'm tired out, right? I need food. And coming to their house and saying, <laughs> what? What kind of friend is that, right, guys? Don't bother me. The door is locked for the night. And my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. That doesn't seem like God to me at all. That seems like a bad friend. That seems like a bad friend, right? And, and, and what I believe God is saying is that even, 
if a bad friend will even wake up eventually, if you keep asking him, how much more will me as the, your best friend get up immediately and answer your prayer, right? If even a bad friend like, would finally get up if you kept asking, if you kept saying, no, I really need your help, I really need your help, even a bad friend would do it. And what God's saying is that if even a bad friend, if even seeming the worst friend who doesn't even want you to bother him would actually answer your prayer, would actually answer your request and help you out, how much more would your best friend do it, right? And Jesus is saying, I would do it way more than this. You know, sometimes, guys, we believe that God is like this friend. Sometimes we believe that, that God, when we come to him, he's saying, don't bother me. No, I don't really have time for that. I, I don't want to deal with that. Sometimes we believe that God has actually locked the door for the night. That we're locked out from actually coming to him because we've messed up. Right? Oh, well, I did that yesterday. I feel like I have to wait a couple days or actually talk to me and answer my prayer. And sometimes we think that God is like that friend in the story who's saying, don't bother me with your request. The door's locked. I can't help you. And, and I want to let you know that, that staying faithful in prayer, right, if we're going to continue staying in prayer and talking to God all the time and constantly entering into his throne room and, and giving our request to God, it's directly related to how we see God. It's directly related to what we think. Believe that God doesn't want to bother with what's going on in your life, then you'll never come to him, right? It's like if you, have a, if you have a best friend, or not really a best friend, if you have a friend that every time you come to him and you're talking to him and you're saying like, hey, like how's it going? Like, and you want to talk to him, they're just like not listening or they're annoyed. You'll probably stop going to that friend, right? And so our, our ability to stay faithful in prayer is directly tied to our view of who God is, right? But if we believe, stay with him, if we believe that God is always just knocking on the doors of our hearts and saying, come, and he's drawing us in to talk to him, which he is, right? He's always wanting to talk to you. He's always wanting to hear from you. He's always wanting to know what's going on in your heart. He's always wanting to create that relationship. And that's the kind of God we have. Isn't that good news, guys? Isn't that good news that we have a God who doesn't say, don't bother me with what's going on in your life. But actually, I want to hear everything about your day, what your struggles were, how hard it was for you. I want to know everything about what brought you joy today, what that person did in your life. I want to be deeply involved in your life. And I want you to come with me because I believe God is the complete opposite of that friend. That if we came to him, he wouldn't say, don't bother me. He would be the first one to jump up and say, oh, how can I help you? Of course, here's three loaves of bread come in does your friend need a place to stay he can stay with me he would open up his own doors not only for you but only generous and open he's not just like a friend who's saying don't bother me right God is constantly awaiting and inviting us into that relationship and and I know that when I've had seasons in my own mind where I couldn't really see God or I've had own seasons in in my life where I felt like God didn't want to hear what I had to say, it stopped me from talking to him. You know, it, it stopped me from wanting to go for him because I thought that every time I went to him, he was just going to be like that. And I had a wrong view of God. So we got to get the right view of who God is as a loving friend, as our best friend. We have to talk to God like a best friend. 
And it's so funny. I was, I was talking last night to, to some people, it, and I was talking to them about how it's kind of weird how we think we have to pray to God, right? Because if we can talk to God like our best friend, we do a lot of weird things. Can you imagine if I talked to James and I was like, dear James, <laughs> I just thank you for showing up this morning. Like, can you imagine if I talked to James like that? He'd be like, uh, dear Aaron, I'm out of this relationship, right? <laughs> like, that would be super weird if I, dear Isaiah, I just thank you, Isaiah. You're so amazing, Isaiah. Just, just bless me, Isaiah. Like, that would be really weird if we talked. And then if I went up to Isaiah and I just went, and I closed my eyes and put up my hand, you know? It's kind of weird if I talk to people the way that I talk to God. You can come to God with everything. It's no different than me talking to Isaiah or talking to James. Sometimes I'll just be walking around and with eyes wide open and just saying, Jesus, I love you so much. Thank you, God, for, for doing this in my life. Thank you, God, for healing that person yesterday. I just thank you so much that you're so good. God, I just pray for this day. I pray that you will give me opportunities to love on you. And I'm just praying. I'm talking to him like a best friend. Sometimes I'm making jokes with him, right? Sometimes I'm talking to him about, about random stuff, you know, because God is our friend and we can talk to him like a best friend it doesn't need to be some religious thing those bow you know bow your head oh thou art amazing father in heaven right we don't have to talk to him like that that's awesome it shows reverence and it shows that we honor the lord it, i'm not saying those things are bad to talk like god or or talk to that talk to god like that i'm not saying it's bad to bow our heads i think it shows that we honor god and 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 that's good but i'm saying that we can talk to god like a best friend because He's not, he's not waiting for you to say a certain word for him to talk to you. You can talk to him and you're not mad at you, right? Because you can talk to him like a best friend. And that's going to help us stay faithful in prayer, talking to God like a best friend. And this is my second point. Keep on asking. Keep on asking. And it, and it happens in the second part in verse 9. It says this, and so I tell you. Keep on asking. This was a really easy point. I took it directly from the scripture. Keep on asking and you, someone says, so you guys say, you will. You will, right? Keep on asking and you will. It doesn't say you might, right? It doesn't say maybe if I'm feeling up to it, right? It says you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. I want to let you know this morning, guys, that God is willing. That God is willing to answer your prayer, giving our requests. And, and like I said in the beginning, it can get really discouraging when you feel like you ask for something from God and then you don't see it immediately. Right? It can bring disappointment. It, it can change our view of God. A, a lot of times when I prayed and I, and I didn't see the answer to the prayer right away, I thought that God was like that friend, right? I thought that he was like that friend who was saying, don't bother me because obviously, God, you're not asking, you're not answering my prayer. But, but that's doing something else. Um, God, I think that he wants us to keep on asking, one, because it builds our faith to keep on asking. Right, because we talked about it earlier that, that faith is the confidence in things that we hope for. So when we keep on asking, when we keep on seeking the Lord, it instills in us a trust of God. It instills in us a faith that, God, I'm going to keep on asking because I know that you're going to come through for me. Has anyone been praying to God for something for a long time in the room? 
right? Has anyone been asking God for something for a long time and it hasn't come through? My encouragement to you this morning is to keep on asking because as you keep on asking, you say, God, I still need this. What you're doing is proclaiming faith that he will still do it, right? You're saying, God, I am keep on asking that you're going to change my family dynamic. And it hasn't changed yet. So the next day I'm going to come to you. God, change my dad's heart. Change my mom's heart. Allow me to be light in my family. Change my family. It doesn't happen that day. The next day you come back to God. Jesus, change it. Because you know that God's going to do it. Because you say, God, I've pressed in for this. I've asked you every single day. I know that you're going to change my dad's heart. That you're going to change my mom's heart. That you're going to change my family. I know it. And it builds up your faith. Also what it does is it builds intimacy and friendship between you and God. Because oftentimes, guys, and like we, we said in the beginning, when things don't happen immediately, we're just so quick to be like, well, I'm done with that. I'm not going to pray about it anymore. It hasn't happened yet. Right? And, and what we're doing is from intimacy with God. Because when we keep on coming to God and keep on asking him and keep on seeking him for an answer, what it does is creates relationship with God. And that's what prayer is about, God, guys. Prayer is about God, that's what prayer is about, God. That's what prayer is about, guys, is, is creating relationship with God. That's what it's always been about. It's not about just saying a couple, five words and hoping that it reaches up to heaven. It's about talking to God and creating relationship with him. And when you keep on coming to God and saying, God, I need this. God, I, I'm asking for this. God, help me with this. What happens is he starts to speak back to you. Do you guys know that God can actually speak back to you? And when God starts speaking back to you, you're talking to him, and he's talking back to you. What it does is it creates intimacy, and then you start realizing who God is. You start loving him more. You start creating a friendship with him. You start having intimacy with him, and it makes your relationship better. The third thing that it does is that it creates a testimony. 